my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. So Martin Luther King Day is a day off for unpaid associates and unpaid producers, right? Me, it is. <laughs> it's like a government um, holiday, right? One of you was paid. Oh, that's your, so, so. So did that that bonus count? So I have to take it out of the uh, paying off the archive and just put it into my salary column on the spreadsheet. Is that how that works? Hey, look, I don't know nothing. Your wife handles the money. <laughs> Oh boy! Take that, take that one dollar and move I it sent over money here. to your wife. Make of it what you will. That's right. She, uh, you're paying her so that I can play podcast with you. I believe is is what the last uh, literally how I said. put it. Can Scott come out and play podcast? Oh my! So uh, it is. What Gosh, this is? This is Brittany hates me. No, she doesn't hate you. No, I mean, hate is a strong hate. word. Hate's a strong word. Yeah, exactly. Not hate. <laughs> um, let's see. So this is this is ultimately this, this is take two. Love you or like you or tolerate you. <clears throat> I mean, she definitely Anyways. tolerates you. Tolerate is is for sure on the table. She tolerates you. That's the word we're going to use today. And the word the today secret is word is tolerate. tolerate. <laughs> Everybody screams and clambers things together like on the Pee Wee Herman show. Oh, now we know our okay. ID. We know Let's the ID for this one. I'm done. Oh, okay. I finished my snack. I have, I have my tea. I'm ready to talk. All right. Anything. Should we? Should we fess up to the string series of unfortunate events that was last week? Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just, just a. I mean, I guess what we we owe the listeners an apology that Scott. Did not put anything out there to let them know that we weren't having an episode last week because of technical difficulties. So we have to get messages on Facebook uh, from Frankie Bones. Where's the episode? I'm looking for the episode and so on. Where's my episode? Uh, Where's my episode? So what happened was... Where's my programs? What had happened was I had a 
board game convention that went Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because Monday was the MLK holiday. And I didn't even remember or realize until Saturday Saturday afternoon that like, oh, hey, I'm not going to be available Monday because I'm going to be at this convention. And then uh, we weren't oh, able hey, to. I'm not responsible enough to remember my commitment to my show because of Martin Luther King Jr. Say what you really mean. Yeah, that's that's what happened. I mean, Don't hold back. Sandwich hasn't gone to, done a sandwich shop in two weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to throw him under what? the bus. What? What the fuck, Scott? How have you Scott, not done a sandwich fuck? shop in two weeks? I've been busy. <laughs> Scott, what, what the fuck? Doing what? Not... Hold on. Dude, no, I was losing. Scott, I, I, I Scott, was under the bus the there. No. I had to no, get off front uh-uh. of the bus. No. We'll get no back to our beef in a minute, shop in two weeks? I've been busy. What, do what are you doing it on this week? I don't know. <laughs> I'm busy. You better I'm... find out. And I don't want no sandwich shop on Sunday either. I want that shit up on Saturday night. Why don't you record a sandwich shop, Kevin? Because I'm not the sandwich. Sandwich. Well, why don't you contribute to the bonus content? I okay. do. Big Kevin yeah. stuff. Oh, cool. I did a thing 30 years ago. <laughs> it wasn't 30 years ago. First I'm sorry. Of all, Feels 25. like it. It wasn't that either. <laughs> We're calling this. <laughs> so, guys, uh, Scott was going this way this week. I was going this way. And Kevin's going the other way. We couldn't link up. Stars didn't align. We missed a week. I'm sorry. It's yeah. my fault. It's easier just to blame Sandwich and say it's all my fault. No, oh, no, no. This week, this week was definitely easier. It's funnier. It is funnier, but it was definitely. Oh, no, it's not... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm saying like, my entire life it's been Dominic. Did you do this? Sure. If it makes it everyone's life easier, I did it. Just yell at me. We can move on. Yeah. Get so, it out of your system. So I so I messed up our normal recording day, and then yeah. when we when Kevin and I tried to record on Friday, there was some other technical difficulties. Kev really couldn't hear me. We had a pretty decent first twenty minutes, and then it just stopped working. So we're actually even going to pull a, a segment from that uh, and and put that out there. And if you were on the Patreon, you got to see that first segment. Um, but so yeah, so sorry there was not a new episode next last week, but that means we get to do episode six sixty seven. What's the title, Kev? Uh I don't know. What is the title? You said Satan it was Satan plus one. Satan plus one. Oh, Satan plus one. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought it was the secret word and I already forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's uh let's start with the, the social media before we really jump all the way in. Right. Please follow the show on the social medias where you can uh, tell Kev when uh, we forget to put an episode out or you can yell at Sandwich for No Sandwich Shop. It is Geek Stuff TNG over on Facebook Fair. and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can join in the show. You know, nobody called the voicemail to tell us that we didn't have an episode. The GVM line. 201-730-2547. And there weren't any emails sent that said we didn't do a show to geekstufftng at gmail.com. Um, you can also support the show uh, over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash geekstufftng, where for a dollar a month, you can uh, participate in the Discord. Where and you tell can, us we didn't post an episode. Where you can tell us we didn't post an episode. Uh, for three bucks a month, it's the early bird special. When we do an episode, you get it the day after we record, which is typically on, we record on Mondays, so the episodes go out on Tuesday for the early birds. For five dollars a month, you get the bonus round, which includes 
generally a sandwich shop. When he doesn't do yes. them, I usually fill in. So uh, I've been talking about Gallivant the last couple of weeks. And uh, you also get the vintage episodes on the 1st and the 15th. Of Incidentally, Geek Stuff BC. Yeah, the AKA old. AKA my contribution. The Big Kev's Geek Stuff on the 1st and the 15th, something Kev That's did 20, posts. 25, or 30 years ago. That's um, got posts online. <laughs> The next one is That's episode point. <laughs> episode seventy two is coming up this week on the on the first of February, and it was from September of two thousand seven, and it incidentally it it seems it's very strange that whatever is happening in those vintage episodes very much coincides with the current episodes. I can always find something that we just talked about when I listen oh. to the vintage episodes. So again, I strongly recommend that you uh, go over to the Patreon for the $5 a month and get those vintage episodes. This Let's time see. So it that is... would have been about, what, 30 years ago, so we were also about to go to war with Russia? Right? No, it was uh, it was the second biggest news item, Joss Whedon, where you had just gotten back from San Diego Comic-Con where you got to interview several members of the Firefly cast. Was it Firefly or Dr. Horrible? No, it was Firefly. It was Firefly because you talked oh. to Joss and uh, Jewel State and uh, Marina Bakarin. So all three of whom Ooh. said no more Firefly, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. yeah well. So and so, so speaking of Joss, we're gonna that's gonna be a, another segment here in just a moment. But uh, I'll finish up with ten dollars a month over on the Patreon. You get to watch the show live and direct on the Instagram live when we do it. When we do it, whenever that may be. So that whenever means, the sandwich is available. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. When we I can see, all coordinate. I see what this episode's going to be, Kevin. I see what this episode's going to be. <laughs> episode 667. I'm, I'm excited for this. Regular episode. Blame it on I'm sandwich. I'm excited for this episode than normally. <laughs> Just a normal episode. What's in the great. news? All right, that was production from the new mixer, by the way. I can just hit a button and I can do that. You want to do it again? Look, watch. Geek stuff. What's in the news? Can you like DJ like geek stuff, geek stuff, geek stuff? I don't, stuff. I don't, think, I can't like news? really switch it. I don't know. I mean, have, have you seen the new mixer? <laughs> I've seen the picture. Yeah. What, what do you think of it? it? Looks dope. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did it. We did it. Can we? Can the I don't know if it's in the the soundtrack yet, but we need Oodle Lolly. Oodle Lolly. I could probably find that. So uh, obviously, the new mixer will help to uh, have some drops, and I'm going to work on those over the next couple of weeks. But yep, that's right. So everyone on this program is on notice, and the callers <laughs> that you could end up being a drop like this one. Let's see. Some bullshit. Bullshit. I say. Or this one. This is my favorite. Why, Kev? Well, let me tell you why. Kevin explaining anything. Why, Kev? Well, let me tell you why. All right. I'm going to have to get some more drops now. That's going to be, that's just a whole other thing. Um, okay. So let's take Here a. You can find some angry ones. Check out the episodes where we talk about uh, HasLab. Yeah. There'll be a few angry. There'll be some gems in there. I mean, it would take less time to check the episodes where we don't complain about HasLab. That's true. Um, let me let me put this out there too, just as a bit of uh, uh, of news on that front. Um, two things I found absolutely hysterical since the failure of the Rancor. One is that Sideshow's Rancor statue came out, and their ad their their email blast, um, their email blast to announce that it had arrived, said 
something like it was either looking for a rancor or still looking for a rancor or something like that, which I thought was brilliantly funny. And the second thing, and now Hasbro, as usual, is now been completely transparent or made transparent because if you're watching that hunk of shit book of Boba Fett, then you saw, I, I don't care if I'm spoiling it. You saw a rancor, a, a rancor in the episode this week, episode four, I believe. Was it three? I think that I was know. three. It was in three. Yeah, because I haven't seen four yet. That's oh, that I mean. means that means we can talk about it because it's episode three. Also, I don't give a shit. So, uh, yeah, and so oh, miraculously, a rancor that looks a lot like the rancor from Return of the Jedi, which looks a lot like the rancor that Hasbro tried to shove down the throats of collectors mysteriously popped up in book of boba fett wow what a coincidence huh anyway i mean a couple of things first of all do you think that the rancor could have funded i mean we talked about all the mistakes that they made but i mean if they had waited till after it just showed up on something brand new do you think they would have had a better shot i mean I think so. Who's to say? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't. Well, you know what? That, but that also lends to what did it show up on? Well, what it showed up on is a show that has been panned since episode one, and rightly so. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it is absolutely gutted. It absolutely gutted this, uh, this character. Absolutely gutted it. You know, in my opinion, Boba Fett, that is. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm watching now as one slows down to watch a horrible blood curdling accident on the highway. You know, slow down to have a look. You want to see where the blood and the body parts are? That's what I'm doing with Book of Boba Fett now, because there's nothing. There's nothing to every single episode is worse than the last which I find amazing because I thought the first episode was really bad, but they've just got, in my opinion, just progressively worse. What have they done with this character? You know, I mean, I, we, we don't have to get into this today. I want, there's a lot of news, so let's stay focused on that. So I guess the short answer is it might've helped if say uh, they, that the Rancor showed up on a good show. It just didn't. It showed up on Book of Boba Fett. Well, and again, we said that they should have had the original Rancor Keeper as a stretch. Didn't And they added that right at the end, and it wasn't enough, right? Right at the end. In desperation, they added an uncarded, uh, whatever his name is, I always forget, like Malachi or something like that, right. Malakiki or whatever it is. And then they could yeah, have thrown they, in... They desperately added an uncarded, uh, unforce, you know, unseen, uh, no sculpt. It was not... They're just like, we're going to do it. We'll get it done before the Rancor... At, because that's the level of desperation they were at. Right, and now they could have added Daddy, a Danny Trejo Rancor Keeper to it as well, to the stretch. I mean, again, they could just, you know, they could have thrown two more things in there if they would have waited a little bit. Yeah, it it at least would have been in the news. There was a bunch of bones that, uh, that they tried to add, but nobody bought it. They, they could have done the bones and the blinder, so you could have the blinded uh, Rancor, like yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it could have been, yeah, like you're, you're 100% right, Sandwich. It could have been any number of things. Um, now, the argument will come that this was uh, like a cub rancor, whatever they called him. You know, basically like a young rancor and, and all that. 
And that argument could totally be made um, that he wasn't perhaps the same size and everything else. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they had included the blinders and they had included Danny Trejo, no one would give a shit that he was a little bit bigger. No one would care. And again, this is this is another opportunity that Hasbro just tried to shove down the throat of collectors and and collectors finally said no. So I know there's a lot of stuff in the news, but let's just touch on a couple things about Boba Fett. Um, let's do the quick hits. Quick oh, hits on oh, Boba Fett. So, to, oh, all right. Yeah, so let's, let's just let's Fett. just finish just while we're on it because it's it's in the news okay. anyway. Uh, Dom, what are your thoughts on Boba Fett before I kind of go through some of the things I have on the prep sheet? It's D and D. No, I'm not doing that. What do you think? I, I just want to. I, I wanted to know what you I, thought I'm about. Just, I'm so not ready because I don't believe you. I feel it like I'm going to start it talking. Doesn't matter what he thinks. Is it that drop? It wasn't. I wasn't going to do that. Now I'm going to, but right, I wasn't going can I, to. Can, can I? All right. So, so here I'll start talking. You do the bit, and then I'll. All right. Well, my what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I mean, I really wasn't going to do that. I have a bunch of things to talk about about Boba Fett, and it, before we get how, off the subject, it's how quick we can be with the drops that I I just don't trust anyone anymore. Um, but I mean, I I actually I thought that there were some bright spots in Book of Boba Fett recently that I've enjoyed more. There are parts I've liked about it. Um, I do agree with Kev. I don't think it's been great, but like there's just bits I've found things that I've enjoyed, like the the Jabba twins I enjoyed as characters. I enjoyed the uh, the all black uh, Wookiee guy whose name escapes me. I like his that name character. is uh, Black Chrysanthemum. That was one of the things Chrysanthem. I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I, I like yeah. I like him. He looks cool. Like I'm I'm taking just enjoyment out of seeing things that I think look cool. Like it made me giggle that Danny Trejo is in a Star Wars movie now, and he's still Machete and <laughs> everyone else. Just I mean, he's always I'm now Machete. Mach- I'm now right? Space Machete. Oh, Space Machete. machete. We got to get, yeah. we got to call Robert Rodriguez. We got to make space machete. Space machete. So, I mean, I've been looking for those kind of things. There are a lot of stupid things still, obviously, like the modified kid gang that he recruited. Oh, my God. In about oh 10 seconds. That looked like the Power Rangers. Nothing. Yeah. As a Power Rangers fan, like, cool. I like Power Rangers, not modified knockoff Power Rangers, but whatever. Uh, we can discuss that in greater detail later. Um, I also don't I- like that Jennifer Beals. She must have refused to use body paint so that they're just using her natural complexion, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong. But the fact is, is that it it, it isn't really matching her the tendrils on her head. And those tendrils just look like a fucking hat. Oh, I, you know, I didn't even realize that was Jennifer Beals. I, I mean, yeah. now that you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, but it just I, I, looks like a fucking hat. You know, like, and I'm just like, I'm not bought in on her at all. I mean, if, you know, again, I'm going to write, I'm going to write an individual review for each episode of this series, because at this point now I was like, all right, they had a rough start, but they'll come back. Nope. They've ruined this character, in my opinion, a hundred percent ruined him. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I, I mean, where generations is generations of Star Wars fans are, are, are screaming out and are suddenly silenced because they just this might be the end of the fandom for some of those people so yes i was trying to pawn off obi-wan kenobi yeah so let me let me ask this it's like 
it's it seems to be saying that you know he's still recovering from his injuries in the desert. Bullshit. That's why, right. But then where was the yeah? Where's the Boba Fett that kicked ass on the Mandalorian? That was a total badass and took out a whole platoon by himself or with him and Two and uh, uh, Finn. I mean, right? That is the Boba Fett that every fan waited. You know, sometimes their whole lives to see. That was that. It was the in the same way that Vader in Rogue One is the Vader you waited your whole life to see when he tears through that corridor full of rebel troops. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just like you waited all this time to watch Boba Fett actually do some shit, you know, which prior to the Mandalorian, I let's be honest, the guy was reputation and he looked cool. And it was it was the Wolverine factor. You didn't know a thing about him. And then in the prequels, even though we learned about him, he still kind of had that mystique. And you kind of thought to yourself, well, if if that guy is his dad, Django Fett was a badass character. He really was. And so, you know, you kind of all that did was kind of support what you thought about the character. But again, the character executed jack shit before the Mandalorian. What did he do? No, you're right. He fell into the Sarlacc pit. He didn't yeah, do anything. He fell into a Sarlacc pit. He did nothing. He did nothing. It was all reputation. And so when we finally see him become the character, it's like, okay, now I want a TV show of that character. And that is not what we got. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it was, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy on YouTube. It might be Retro Blasting or. I can't remember. I'll, I'll find the link and put it up. A guy who just this this guy again. This is one of those guys. I can't. I think he's he's either English or he's um, Australian. I think he's English, uh, and I think that he just nailed it again with regards. I think we posted one of his a link to one of his videos about the Hazlab about Hazlab, and this one about Boba Fett. He just. He just, I mean, he uses some colorful language and metaphor, but it's still like it's spot on perfect. They have ruined this character. They've just ruined it. And, and you called it last uh, last time, or maybe it was, well, when you said it's basically Arrow, right? He, it's a flashback and then current. It, it, it basically, it's, it's at least following some of the tenets of Arrow, which I don't hate as a device, but what I hate is everything occurring in the device, not the device itself. So, so let me just, let me just same way that I, you know, that I was kind of like, I, you know, I was hot and cold on arrow in that regard, but there's nothing but cold here, but for a number of reasons, but I'll write, you know, I'll write my first one up before next week. And then we'll, uh, you know, we can promote it and people can comment and so on and so forth. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm as right as the male when I say that, you know, it was, it was not a shaky start. It was a flat out dead start and it hasn't picked up not even a little bit since. So, I mean, even Tamura Morrison thinks that Boba Fett's talking way too much and going all the way back to the original Boba Fett concept artist, he thinks that Boba Fett should have never taken his helmet off to ruin the mystique. I agree with that right there, that he should never have taken the helmet or at least very seldomly took the helmet off. I agree with that, too. I also agree that Boba Fett shouldn't be saying as much as he is. Uh, three, I think Boba Fett should be a bounty hunter, and that's what we should be seeing. It should basically be Cowboy Bebop, but hard, but hard, harder ass, 
with uh, uh you know i mean basically it, that's what it should be it should be star wars cowboy bebop that's what it should be but much more serious and and less comedy you know i mean it should be a lot like season one of the mandalorian if i'm being honest but it's boba fett so if we're throwing in he's settling some old scores then fine but this whole letting tamora morrison talk i mean i'm not saying the guy's a bad actor or anything I mean, I think his delivery is kind of, you know, meh. And it's also way Australian. <laughs> like way Australian or wherever he's from. I think he's Australian. Uh, I think it's, it's New Zealand, Australian. honestly. I, I mean, mate, call him mate, you know. And I'm not just saying nobody would do that, but it's just like, it's so fantastic. Not a single stormtrooper called anyone mate or anything else ever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of taken out of it a little bit by by that. So I don't disagree with Tamora Morrison. But anyway, let's do some quick hits because I got a hard out in a bit. You guys are going to have to finish up without. All right. Uh, Well, so we'll finish up the first first segment. Uh, We'll put our conversation about Joss and all of the Joss Whedon stuff there. Uh, so let's just hit some of the other stuff. Of course, Bob Saget's funeral, uh, the Full House cast was there. I heard that uh, Dave Coulier and uh, John Stamos were pallbearers, and I heard John yes, Stamos had a had a nice, filthy eulogy for uh, Mr. Saget. As I'm sure he would have wanted. Absolutely. So, so here's, uh, I think, a, a funny story. Did you see the NFT group bought a copy of Dune, like an old, like early copy of the book dune and they thought that like if you own an nft you own the original digital image of something they thought that because they owned this original copy of dune that they had the copyright to the story and they wanted to start uh selling uh and developing streaming shows based on it i just don't get the whole nft thing i mean yeah not but not only are nfts ridiculous but then these people thought that buying a book gave them the rights to the story (laughs) how that works right yeah well just buy any first exactly. edition and you get and you get the entire first rights right I, I own a copy of this album i can just play it anytime i want and, and use the music from it right quick some treasure hunter buy like the first edition of like so, so i don't know what story should should geek stuff buy what story do we want uh lord of the rings should we go find a first copy of lord of the rings exactly put it in now oh yeah we should do that that's uh, how that works right so, so other celebrity news. Did you see? Um, speaking of uh, the Rock, right, with our new drop there. Uh, did you see the Rock is basically slamming Mr. Vin Diesel in the media? I mean, that's been going on for years. There's, I don't know, I don't know what the news is there. So the new, the newest one is that basically, uh, Vin went on. That he's done. Right, but Vin kind of went on and said, "Oh, I hope that he can find it in his heart to come back." You know, no hard feelings. Let's finish up fa- the Fast Saga together. And and uh, the Rock is basically saying it was very manipulative because he knows damn well I'm not coming back. I told him to his face that I'm not coming back, but he tries to guilt me into it over social media. And he, so he also Vin also like name dropped Paul Walker. I think like Paul would want you to finish it. <laughs> I know you wow, hate me, really? but what about the dead that's, guy? That's... I think he did. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, The Rock hey, basically said he's manipulating. He's it's very manipulative action. Which so it, it kind well, of he's right. Yeah, I know. But it, I feel I feel bad because when I think about 
actors, people that I like, you know, I, mean, I like Vin Diesel. I like The Rock. They both seem like they are nice people. And it's disappointing when people that you like do something unfortunate like hey. that. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. What else? Let's talk about the sad news, right? Comedian Louis Anderson passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was one of my favorites. He was great. I mean, I all of his early, early his, Showtime his specials, I mean, I knew live him. at the Guthrie is my, one of my favorite, probably my, my top three favorite stand-ups of all time. Yeah, I, I constantly quote, I, I'm sure it's that one, all the stuff that his dad used to say, you know, those are still in my repertoire of random quotes around the house. Right. Okay, I want to throw something out there, and you guys can agree or disagree with me. If you have your own personal opinion about what I'm about to say, uh, call the GVM line 201-730-2547. I feel like stand-up comedy as a whole it's kind of dying off. Like, I feel like the way of a stand-up comic is kind of like, there's no, no one's really getting into the medium anymore. I feel like uh, it's a lot know, of older guys. I still. feel, I want to comment on that. I feel that you are not wrong, but the difference is that there are no stars. Mm-hmm. There's no huge names that are coming out. Yeah. That's what I think the issue is. Okay. I, I would I would agree. I think that you know there was the '80s comedy boom, right? And there were some tremendous, hilarious comics that came out of that. And then there were a, another generation after that. But now it's so ubiquitous that there's a you know there's a comedy club in every strip mall in the country now, right? And so you know, and maybe there's just so much media and so much opportunity to see stand-ups that you don't see the stars emerging like they like they used to who's the last like major comic i mean who can you think of when you think of a new comic yeah name one um name one in the last five years even that's someone that's that's really hit that's new and really was like wow that guy's exploding i think kevin hart was the last no but kevin hart's been a comedian for like 15 years I'm saying but he's like the newest one that's stuck because there have been people who've come and gone. But he, he was like the last one I think really like stuck around. Yeah, that's I can't even. Because now all the all the big comics nowadays are guys who have been around for a while. I feel yeah. like like Dave Chappelle, like he's my favorite comic of all time. He put I think he he's done putting on Netflix shows, I think. Well, one would assume that, that since they protested his last Netflix show, I I mean, there's no doubt he's going to be doing another, you know, that he's going to be doing another special of some sort. Maybe it won't be on Netflix, but maybe it'll be somewhere else. Actually, I think that the Netflix CEO like backed him up, so he might. Still well, be on yeah, Netflix. but that doesn't mean they'll do another one. I guess because that's true. they just because he backed them up on he backed them up on the current one doesn't mean they'll do another one. Yeah, yeah. but but you're you're right though, Dom. The, these as they as they go away, right? Like Norm Macdonald died not that long ago. It's like these are like major stand-up comedians from I mean, but they I feel like some like Louis Anderson definitely was part of the eighties comedy boom, right? So it was Norm's. You know, this is this is when, you know, most yeah, of these household Saget games and Louis Anderson were, I think, weren't they? I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like they were both um up and comers like in the era of Dangerfield. Yeah, I think that they, they were both the Dangerfield specials on HBO. Yeah, the Young Comedian special. I think they were both in like the 1985 special. I think I saw somebody post. Yeah, that. I mean Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, um, Maurice LaMarche, I think. Um uh 
Sam Kinison. Yep. Who's been dead like for a really long time. Like there was that whole class. Gilbert Godfrey was in that class. Dice is in that uh, class. Who? Dice. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Dice was in there. Yeah. Anybody that appeared on an HBO Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedians. That's all that class. Um, I think Ellen DeGeneres might have been one of those. I don't know. hundred. I don't remember 100%. Paula Poundstone, I think, was one. Oh, yeah. It, it, Ellen DeGeneres, um, yeah, Paula I mean, Poundstone, those, uh, Elaine Boozler. Um, uh, what the hell is his name? Bob. It's another Bob, but not Saget. The one who used to do the, the football routine. Yeah, Jiffy Jeff. And yeah, I know the guy. Bob and I can't think of his last name, but he's I one of the. Can't either. What he literally is a funny bit, but he's still doing that special. Like I've I've heard that like he still does that bit, the the football player yeah. and and that is like forty one years of, later, right? One of the few comedians that just does the same routine has never yeah. evolved. Um, and he was there, remember his but you name. know Brian Regan was in that class too. Uh, you know, and I mean it's tough to get funnier was than he? him. Yeah. I think Brian Regan came along after that group. Maybe, maybe right after, maybe the next class. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, I, I think you're right, uh, Sandwich. There, you know, stand-up comedy just seems different and not growing in the same way. It's the experienced it's comedians, just, not new ones. There's too much media, so everybody exactly. gets a TV special somewhere, or they're so on like Instagram is- or TikTok. Yeah, it's not a special anymore. You know what I mean? It used to be like, oh, man, so-and-so has a new special. It's not special now. It's just the normal thing. Right. You just you know, get you get your hour, and then it gets recorded somewhere, and it's going to show up somewhere, yeah. like whether it's Netflix is a joke or Hulu or whatever streaming service, but right. you just record your hour, and, and it's out there. That's it. You know, it might not – I say this, don't make fun of me. When I was a kid – I really, really wanted to actually be a comedian. Um, That's and I the funniest I thing that you've said on this show. <laughs> Thank you. And I realized actually that I couldn't be a comedian because I thought there's no way I could be as funny as some of these people for an hour straight. No down, no downs, just straight comedy the whole way. There, there's a lot of commitment and art to knowing your entire stand-up like routine straight an hour. No feedback. I'd like no to nothing. put this out for the record. I have seen Sandwich be funny for, I'd say, about 43 minutes. So he was just shy of a special. If we had commercial didn't breaks. Quite, didn't quite, yeah. If you had commercial breaks, I think you would have had it. So you could have had a Comedy Central special. Oh, That's yeah. right. He could have had a Comedy Central special. Um, so this week on The Sandwich Shop will be Dom's best five minute routine i think yeah, is that's it dom will present his his what are the what do they call it oh i can't remember i'm so out of the loop like his tight five his tight five one man one mic five minutes this week Go. on the sandwich shop be funny <laughs> oh boy um yeah so we lost louis anderson again um also uh in the celebrity death news uh, again, I'm a financial advisor in my normal life. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that Prince's and estate... And how come I'm doing so poorly? Because you haven't filled out your paperwork yet. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> every sideshow they released last That's month. true, too. Uh, well, I mean, again, if we look at the Shut value... Your mouth, sandwich. I heard that. <laughs> if we consider those as value of those investments, you may be, you know, maybe you could be retired right now. Who knows? I you mean, just have to sell all your I stuff. Mean, sandwich would certainly vouch for the fact that I probably could re- be retired. Absolutely. I know for sure Toy Mike 
would vouch for that. Who, by the way, uh, Sandwich says hello. Oh, nice. And he was here. Yeah. In Hawaii for like a week on On this island. island, And he and I hanging out during the holiday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Forgot to mention that. Toy Mike. Yeah. Toy Mike undoubtedly would try his best to um, to convince a young morning sandwich after my death uh, that he should not have to pay what I told him to charge for each of those bins in that storage unit. So <laughs> undoubtedly he would take advantage of the tears and the depression that comes along with my passing. That's, I don't uh, even want to talk about it. Sandwich, sandwich. About I'm going to help you out here. I know you got to get rid of all these, all these things in the archive. I'll just, I'll just give you one price for the whole thing. I'll, I'll make it easy on you. I'll clear it out. I, don't worry. I don't, don't even worry. Think about it. It. I don't even want to think it. about it. I won't even you charge you for, so, for the, no, the packing it. of the stuff up. I'll do that for free. I'll that's pick it. that up. It's already packed. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. It's making me sad. <laughs> so God has got it. hundred percent. Scott could be toy Mike. That's how close it is. You got to get a way thicker, like Yonkers accent, but other than, and you got to talk about 10 times as fast. Oh, really? But other than that, you, you got it down. So, <laughs> so anyway, back to the celebrity death story. Prince's estate is still not quite settled uh, after arguing over the value of the Prince estate. It looks like they uh, finalized it at about $156 million, but he died in 2016. So I'm just, just going to put that out there and make sure that you have... Already? Yeah, I would think that it would be worth more than that. I would too, but uh, I mean... Guess not. That's that's where the IRS valued it, and so it, it can now be passed out to his... To his heirs, to his beneficiaries, but again, that's what happens Whoever when you don't have is, a will, when you don't have an estate plan. So I wonder. Even if, I thought he did have kids. I don't think he does. No, I don't think he has kids. And then the other thing that I would say that's important that to note in in that not having written instructions is it's very clear if you know anything about Prince that most of the music that did not get released was because he did not want it released because he didn't feel it was ready or it wasn't up to his standards. Yes. And yeah, then. Of it. Yeah, and then his family released it, and and has made money off of it. And, you know these non-released things, and I think that again, failing to say I do not want this released in writing was a, another mistake, right? So you know you got to make sure that you put those kind of things in a proper estate plan. So not, not to be considered investment advice for less. That's than- right. That's right, everybody. We want to welcome you all to West Coast Scott's financial stuff. <laughs> Let me, let me wait. Let me get that. Let me get that domain. Hold on. Um, you know more financial stuff. Why is that funny? You should get that. Do- Someone else is going to get that domain. <laughs> uh, more financial stuff, Miss uh, Miss Nichelle Nichols. We mentioned it a couple a couple episodes ago that you know there's she was taken uh, allegedly taken advantage of uh, signing over her uh, power of attorney, and there's a dispute between her family and the person that has her power of of attorney and. Uh, so the the free Britney crowd has moved on now that Britney is free from her conservatorship. They're moving on to try to support uh, Nichelle Nichols. So if you want to um, support that, carry a sign, meet up with the free Britney crowd in L.A. and help Nichelle Nichols get control over her estate back before she passes away. Well, you just got choppy there. I did. Uh oh. Well, speaking of choppy, why don't we take? Uh, why don't we? Go ahead and play the Joss Whedon clip where we were talking about him on the failed 
first attempt at episode 667 and then go to break. To what do you think? Out, uh, to close out segment one. Yeah. All right. And with that, we will go to that clip right now and then we will go to a break. I want to start with the whole Joss Whedon article. Did you get a chance to read that? I did. And it was about what I expected. You know, having met the man and spoke to him on on a few occasions, I really got the impression that if he did respond, that would kind of be his response. So I can't say is that I'm surprised at all. I'm not. Um, but that's, you know, I don't think if I don't think anybody should be shocked by that, if I'm being honest. Just me, maybe. No, I, I mean, I think that it, it's not so much shocking as it is what's expected and then therefore disappointing, right? Well, although he is a, you know, what would you say, a creative force, or at one point he was, that doesn't mean he is without, you know, like any artist, he is a flawed human being. It's what, you know, some of the greatest art in the world comes from flawed human beings. Look at Van Gogh. I mean... Yeah, I mean, Joss Whedon slept with his performers uh, rather than cutting off his ear. But it's really, at the end of the day, self-harm is still self-harm, you know? And he knew eventually that that was going to harm him. And he knew eventually that, you know, just like Van Gogh knew cutting his ear off was, you know, it's a thing that's going to hurt you. So, but he did it anyway. I mean, we can, we can you know, mull over the reasons why both of those people, both of those artists chose to do that. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't make it right to do it to yourself or to do it to other people. So uh, you know what I want to know? I want to know who the cast member is that they keep talking about that he had this apparently longstanding affair with like, and, uh, and I mean, affair, I don't mean these sort of uh, which it has been suggested that there were maybe some one-off sort of situations where young starlets and he were um, interwoven, but apparently there was one castmate that I haven't seen named anywhere, nor have I seen speculation about who it was that apparently this was like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't quite know who, who, who's, you know, not, not necessarily named in the article. So, no, they haven't named anywhere. I actually searched because I was like, I was like, is this something that came out at some point and I didn't hear it? Or is there a rumor about who it is? Because I can't, I can't imagine that it was Sarah Michelle Geller because I think that would have come out already. It, it certainly wasn't Charisma Carpenter. No. You know, and it certainly wasn't Michelle Trachtenberg in the later seasons because according to Michelle Trachtenberg, you know, there was a rule that she was not allowed to be alone in a room with him. So who does that leave? I mean, doesn't that leave uh, Amy, Allison Hannigan? Allison Hannigan, Amy Acker. Well, I guess she's technically Angel. Did they say? Did they say specifically it was a Buffy cast member or just? I, a cast I'm member? pretty sure it was the Buffy. Wasn't it like the Buffy showrunner or the Buffy somebody who said that it was in their office? So I have to believe it's a Buffy character. Really, yeah. leaves by process of elimination. It leaves like who is regular on that show more than you know, like Allison Hannigan. Was it uh, uh, what's her name, Drus- Dr- Drusilla? Drusilla, yeah, Juliet Landau. Was it Juliet Landau? 
because I know she was kind of recurring. But who else on that show was recurring? Are you right? There aren't a lot of other other no. than the main the main cast. There's not a lot of options. I mean, left. unless it's somebody, you know, like is it Fred? But that's Angel. Right. That's Amy Acker. Right. Yeah, Amy Acker. So that's Angel. So like, I just I was just trying to think of who it possibly could be, and you know, by my spec, I mean it wasn't. Uh, I mean, I never heard that it was um, Faith. Right. Uh, what's her name? I've forgotten. Oh, shoot. Eliza, Eliza Dushku. Dushku. Eliza Dushku. I haven't heard. And I imagine with everything that Eliza Dushku has sort of put out into the universe the last uh, several months, I have to uh, I have to believe that it was not her or else that i think that would have come out also right because she did didn't she do like three shows with him yeah she did dollhouse after buffy so and angel didn't she she was on angel oh yeah she was absolutely on angel Angel? for sure so so it was she did at least three shows with him so i can't you know like i suppose it could be eliza dushku but i i don't i don't know and i mean you know allison hannigan's married to uh, Wesley, right? Alexis Dezenoff, or yeah, but right? they that that didn't happen until that didn't happen until. I mean, as far as I knew, that didn't happen during the course of the show. Yeah. I don't even think they were dating during the course of the show. Didn't he turn up on Angel too? Wasn't he on Angel for a while? Oh yeah, he, I mean, he when when Wesley left Buffy, he became a main character on Angel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think any of that. I don't think any of that happened until after that. Fa- I don't know, but I, I don't think that's the case. So I don't, I, I mean, I, I certainly speculate that it could be Allison Hannigan. It could be Eliza Dushku. Everything I'm reading and the impressions I get is that it was a regular. Hmm. And those are the only two regulars that I can't a hundred percent say I account for. What was Willow's girlfriend's name? Um, Oh, I can't. Actress. I can't think of the actress's name, and that's the Willow other thing. It is Tara. I, it was Tara was the character. Yeah. At what point? I suppose she was regular, but she wasn't regular until later on. So I suppose it could be her. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of wondering: is what point was it? Was it early, an early regular, or a, you know, a later in the series run regular? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think in any event, Joss Whedon is not a good guy. Yeah. Next. It, well. <laughs> So, so yeah, my comments on that is, you know, so here's this person that, I, so the, the quote that I pulled out of the article was, Joss said, you know, the internet built him up, right? Helped him to become so popular. And then the internet helped to, you know, tumble him down, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and, and, you know, that it, the quote that I always, I, it, it just makes me think of the Batman, uh, you know, uh, returns quote or batman whatever you know you either die a hero or live long enough be- to become the villain so i think that's, that's certainly dark true Knight. dark knight right so that's certainly true of of joss here and so you know again if there was some contrition you know it's like it's just disappointing because here's this person that so many people looked up to and his work is very loved and then now all that work is tainted and he can't come out and apologize or take responsibility and try to move forward in a positive direction he just denies it and and just you know pretty much makes it worse and that's just sad well so it, so it is it is what it is and then you you get back to the age-old argument of how do you separate the art from the artist yes and that's it you i mean know, you know because when... do you do you ever listen to a bill cosby album again right do you ever watch a jo- do you watch firefly again 
well, I mean, that's that's quite a line to draw. Right. No, I, I've got an entire wall in my house covered with artwork about Whedon products, right? Firefly, right. Buffy, Angel, uh, you know, do, uh, Dr. Horrible, all of those. I have a whole right. wall of those things. And, and yeah, so like as this stuff comes out, it's like, man, you know, do I want to, am I just reminded of the negatives now instead of the happiness that the show's brought me, there's this other darkness and I'm, I'm disappointed and I'm sad and I've read a couple of articles about how to, how to do that, right? How to, you know, the way that the art made you feel at the time hasn't changed, but you just need to, but don't try to defend the artist who is a fallible human being. Just move on and find new stuff that makes you happy was kind of the gist of some of the articles that I've read, but that's, you know, hard to do. So anyway, just to, you know, Charisma Carpenter said, well, it looks like Joss is unable to just apologize. And Sarah Michelle Geller said that she can fight for the future. And Gal Gadot said uh, she's encouraging her peers not to ever work with Joss Whedon. So that's kind of where it is. I mean, those are, they're, they all have the right to do that. What did Sarah Michelle Geller say? It, it just said she wants to fight for the future. I don't really know what that means. Oh, not sure what that means either, but okay. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line 201 730 2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our. Seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow wow what okay here we go i'm james hatton and i'm podcast rob and we're the something something cast we're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies comics tv music video games and a whole lot more check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on itunes stitcher google podcasts and other fine podcatchers as well Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Something, something. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pi Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. 
What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Gonna die. Happy birthday! Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Pi Day Productions in sunny Southern California, and Big Kefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, here's from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get one eighteenth scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four Full color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right. In the second half of the show, we have no more Big Kev. So it's... Yeah, now, now it's just instead of Satan plus one, it's just Satan again. <laughs> just, yeah. So we lost our plus one? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think we should talk about? Um, what, what are what some things that we can talk about? Uh, let's elaborate on HasLab a little more. <laughs> yeah. Did you not hear that? Oh, you're using your Instagram headphones now. 
so you can't hear the production no yeah oh, oh all the bits are gone now oh no oh, more no. bits no more bits all right so let's do the rest of the quick hits in the news um let's see back to the box office you don't watch Saturday night live do you i watched some things i'm not like i don't like care who's the weekly host i don't care about any of the like the the what's the word for it like the political humor behind it i watch if it's funny clips i'll watch them sometimes i'll catch myself doing like a binge of them while i watch a couple for like an hour i'm like all right that's cool i'll do that again in a week or two so this two weeks ago so not the most recent one uh but two weeks ago the opening bit was supposed to be biden doing his you know his press conference and he basically said stop going to see spider-man that's what's spreading covid like look when did spider-man come out the 19th of december when did the new wave hit the 19th of december so it's just funny like his whole solution for covid was just stop seeing spider-man i thought that was kind of funny i wish i had seen it the the week that it happened but um but yeah so i saw a couple articles that basically andrew garfield was even lying to emma stone about being in no way home spoiler alert andrew garfield's in no way home if you haven't seen it yet um and and he's basically I mean, saying that he wants to do more like with Toby and uh and Tom Holland. A, I would love it. B, he is the only one who I don't know why for some reason committed so hard to the I'm not in this movie thing. Like he committed very very extremely aggressively to the fact that I am not in this movie. I am not in this movie. No one could prove I didn't hear anything about this movie. I'm mad that I was not included in the movie. Like, he was the only one who was super <laughs> committed to the facts. Because I think, like, Toby was like, eh, I might be in the movie. And that was, like, the extent of the conversation. Yeah. Well, and Emma Stone's, like, she was mad at him because he basically did, like, yeah, he he was, he he's the opposite of Tom Holland as far as keeping secrets, right? <laughs> he did a good job. He's the best at it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, everybody's now talking about Amazing Spider-Man three, right? Uh, you know, and so, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know what else we need to do with that character, though, because, like, respectfully, like, yes, I would l- enjoy seeing an Amazing Spider-Man three, but what does an Amazing Spider-Man three actually do besides just give us more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Which I'm not complaining about, but you know what I mean? Like, that's so like not in the realm of what we're worrying about right now you know i feel like yeah but i mean what it does though the multiverse allows for it to happen without breaking the model of having some kind of continuity in the mcu yes that's happening in a different universe right so like if you if you take that over to the dc side of things right dc in the comics they would have called it elseworlds right when it's like these random weirdness like the red sun superman and and uh what the one where Batman actually gets the Green Lantern ring, right? Those are all kind of Elseworlds stories. They they take place outside of normal continuity, but so this this makes it in the normal continuity, but just in an acknowledged multiverse. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it's interesting. It is. It is. It's just I don't want to complicate it more than it already is, and I'm worried we're going to get at a point where it becomes too complicated. <laughs> right. But I hope it. I I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Well, speaking of the MCU, it looks like I don't. I still can't tell if this is a joke or a rumor. But Bill Murray said he's going to be in Ant Man as a villain. That'd be cool. I'm a, I'm a big Bill Murray fan, so I would love to see Bill Murray be someone in any movie. Just generally, I like Bill Murray. I mean, that's Somebody's true. He's really acting right now. Is he? Is he really acting? 
he's, I mean, he's basically just doing whatever he wants, right? So if something's interesting, he'll do it. If it's not, then he doesn't, right? So, I mean, you know, I, I guess here's the Bill. Let me tell a couple a Bill Murray story. Uh, first of all, he lives not too far from me, right? Oh, his, yeah? his Apparently, his favorite golf course is uh, the, the Native American casino, like in the next town down from me. Um, that, uh-huh. that's like his favorite golf course. So, uh, and then, and he lives, or I don't know that he lives full time, but he's got, he's got a home that's close to one of the other casinos in, in the area. Um, but apparently the Bill Murray, the way Bill Murray works these days is he's got a voicemail. And if you know the number, you know the number and you can call it. And if you leave him a message that's something he's interested in, he'll call you back. One of his recent you know, movies that he did that was very, that was like not a mainstream kind of thing. Like somebody left the, like pitched it on his voicemail and he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Right. So that's what I hear about Bill Murray these days is he just does whatever interests him because he doesn't need to do anything. I mean, he he's done so many like iconic movies, even to this day where it's like, I feel like people still t- to this day will watch Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day, Caddyshack. <laughs> Right? Heck, next week I mean, is Groundhog Day, right? Is it next week? Yeah. yeah. It should be. Yeah. Next Caddy- uh, next Wednesday. Caddyshack. The whole him versus the whatever fucking vermin that is. I, I, I thought it was the gopher. I could it's be a wrong. gopher. I want you to kill all the gophers on the course. Is some of the best just like, I don't know if it's like skit comedy, but just some of the best like belly laughing I've done in my entire li- life when I was like a kid first seeing it. Well, yeah, and you can even like the the story is that the whole part in Caddyshack, there was no script for it. He just improv that whole character. So anytime that character's on screen, there was no script. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bill Murray is a he's a an icon, right? So yeah, if, if he shows up in the MCU, that would be a great thing. Um, over uh, looks like uh, Letitia Wright is back. They're shooting Black Panther two, so she's back to work. I'm assuming still unvaccinated uh, in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. So we will. I mean, that is what it is. It is what it is. We'll avoid the politics of that discussion and just say uh, Black Panther Two is uh, has resumed shooting, which is great. Uh, let's see. Now, are you are you still a big WWE? Do you watch big WWE? I wa- I catch up clips. I'm I'm up to date roughly. Do you know who uh, Mustafa is? Yes. So he wants to be in Blade. As who though? I don't, I don't know. He just wants to. He's like, just put me in the movie. He just wants to be in Blade. I don't know if he has. So a specific... I mean. He he's a a decent wrestler. He's got an interesting character, I guess. I think he just got dropped by WWE. I'm pretty sure, actually. I think he was recently dropped by them. Yeah. Well, now he can move on and go go be in the MCU. Yeah. He can he can um, take on the Ryan Reynolds role in uh, in Blade, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how great of an actor he is. I mean, I know he can act. Spoiler, wrestling is fake. Um, <laughs> I don't know how well he can act uh, in that sense. But hey, I mean, if you want to have him be a bad guy in a scene as, as like a vampire bad guy, have him do some flips and kicks and get killed for, for like five minutes. I mean, he'd probably be great at that. I don't know if he'll be great, like in-depth storyline guy where it's like, I really care about this character. But if you want to have a cool looking vampire, uh, I'd rock with it. Yeah, I mean, hey, he wouldn't be the first wrestler to make the transition into action movies right i mean wouldn't be the first wrestler in blade or or in the mcu right i mean bautista's a wrestler right i mean he's great triple h was in blade three 
Triple H was in Blade 3. Oh, okay. All right. So there you go. I haven't seen Blade 3. That's the, that's the one that has Ryan Reynolds in it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I, I think I said it earlier in the first half of the show. The vintage episodes seem to always tie into whatever we're talking about. Do you know what was mentioned on episode 72? Oh, this what? Ryan Reynolds guy, you know, he's thinking about, he wants to do either a Flash movie or maybe even Deadpool. It's like, it's so weird to hear these things mentioned as, oh, this is a possibility, this is a rumor. And then, like, look when you look back and go, oh, yeah, that, you know, he, they made the they made that test footage that they quote-unquote leaked to get people excited about Deadpool and then made the movie, right? There you go. Uh, so let's move on. Over in the DCEU, did you see the Batgirl costume? No, they released it. Yeah, it looks it looks very much like the the purple kind of uh like like long sleeve long pants version of the of, uh-huh. of Batgirl, um with kind of with the yellow accents, which is, is pretty cool. And I think they've also confirmed that uh, Michael Keaton is going to be basically playing Batman in Batgirl. So it's going to happen over in in that well. I don't know what universe is going to happen in. Maybe after the Flash movie, they all can you know consolidate together. Who knows? But uh, speaking of the multiverse, uh, you know, but maybe Batgirl is taking place in the in the Tim Burton Batman universe. I mean, I'm excited for Batgirl. I always appreciate uh, diversifying our characters. I think Batgirl is an interesting character because, in theory, we know where this could lead. If it's the, it is. Barbara Gordon, right? I assume it's Barbara Gordon, and, and so I, I said who it is. And, and then, and then, oh, and then the the, I guess the Commissioner Gordon in the Batman, the Sparkle Bat one, is the guy that was in Westworld, and he was also the American FBI or CIA agent in the new James Bond in the Daniel Craig James Bond. Do you know the actor that I'm talking about? I think I know who you're talking. I think I know the guy. I, I I saw him in I think in Boardwalk Empire. I think it's the same guy I'm thinking it is. Yeah. So again, I, I mean, this, you're right, though. It could lead to Killing Joke. It could lead to uh, Oracle and quite a few other things, right? So, I mean, we'll see where Batgirl takes us. Hopefully it's it's good. The, I mean, man, all the clips I'm seeing of the new Batman, the Sparkle Bat, I mean, the action looks intense. It looks good. Yes. Um. Oh, and I, 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 want a, I want a less gritty Batman, though. I've been thinking about it. I want, like... I want Joker, and the Joker would be like, eh, you'll never catch me, Batman! Eh. Like, I want that, just for, like, a movie. We It could be animated if it needs to be or whatever, but, like, I want that for one movie. I want, like, fun Batman, where it's like, huh, look, bat shark repellent. Remember right. when he had that in his belt? Well, I saw I saw some articles, I mean, it, it, over the years, I've seen people say, you know, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Returns, right, ruined Batman, because now only, everybody only sees Batman as this super dark brooding gritty character and it's been yeah and it's been getting more and more uh even even pattinson they were talking about you know whether batman should kill or not right and and pattinson says no batman doesn't kill but he also thinks that he's intentionally inflicting pain on criminals to punish them right it's vengeance it's justice it's punishment right so yeah he's not going to kill him but he is you know just beating the shit out of you know, having to break your arm in three places, you learned your lesson. Right, you're never gonna, you're never gonna walk again. Uh, too bad you stole that lady's purse, right? I mean, you know, it's so, so yeah. But but I mean, the action does look pretty intense and pretty good. So I'll be interested to see that. Um, I thought it was like a three hour runtime. Oh my god, we need intermissions again. You know, I, I got to pee. If you, you know, I heard two hours and fifty five minutes. Wow, 
I mean, I don't know if that means like there's that means 245 and like 10 minutes of credits, but I heard it's a long movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got a lot to cram in there probably too. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, I never was against it just because it was Robert Pattinson. Um, but I mean, all the clips that I've seen of the action really make me think that I'm going to enjoy it, but it looks like it's going to be super violent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so in other casting news, did you see Daniel Radcliffe is going to play Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic? Yeah. Is that is that weird? I mean, Weird Al's like six something, right? Danny Radcliffe's like, you know, five foot nothing. Uh, do, do they look, they don't look well, similar think, at all, do they? Not at all. They don't look similar at all. So it's going to be a lot of makeup probably. Also, is Weird Al old enough to get a biopic? Um, I think so. I think that Weird Al is enough of an icon and has done enough things that everybody knows that he qualifies, right? I mean, there's, everybody knows who Weird Al is. I don't think there's anybody that could say, oh, I hate Weird Al, right? I mean, you know, oh, you may not like the songs. You may think they're silly, but you know them. You've heard them. You probably know the Weird Al versions better than some of the songs that he parodied, right? So, so I mean, I'll, I'll be interested. I wonder if they're going to do, uh, they're going to do the Gattaca thing where they break uh, Danny Radcliffe's legs and then stretch him out so he can be taller and then like fill it in with like titanium or something. There you go. I'm just going to have him stand on a box for the whole movie to be Weird Al. Just put him on a stilts. Put him on the heels. Yeah. It just seems like weird casting. I don't know. I've never does can I've never heard him. I don't know if he does a, an American accent or not. Even I don't. I mean, I don't even know. You know how he's gonna I do. Mean, I've seen weird him Al. in films where he was not British. So so I know he can do a, like a non-British accent. I mean, I don't know how believable it'll be for Weird Al. Uh, also, I feel like the hair is gonna be a problem. Oh well, that's gonna it's have just... to be a wig, right? I mean, it's gonna have to be a, like the curly-haired, long wig, right? Yeah. So let's, uh, I'm going to skip over Moon Knight because I think that we need to have Kev around to talk about that. Uh, but in the news, the one of the actors that plays Midnight Man died in a skiing accident. So, yeah, I mean, if he was a major part, they're going to have to recast for season two, unfortunately. But again, we'll, we'll save that uh, for Kev. Let's move over to uh, to Netflix. Uh, Squid Game is going to get a season two. Is it? Did you watch Squid Game? I know what happened because all my friends saw it and I wanted to sit down and watch it, but I couldn't. So I watched one of those recap videos on YouTube to like, here's what happened in season one of Squid Games. If if it was a season if, two, would it have to just be all new contestants? Well, it felt very much like it kind of was the completed story. Yeah, it kind of didn't have like a like a full like bookend ending, but it very much had like a beginning and an end. I guess season two is <laughs> Attention, the following information is considered spoiler material. Spoiler alert, like trying to stop the Squid Games from happening, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, but like, didn't everybody die except for, I mean, I guess like there's the, the people running the game. Are they yeah. characters or are they all just faceless and it's just the well, do, players? Do, do you care about a spoiler? I, I don't care. I haven't seen it. I don't. It's... So I'm pretty sure one of the characters who was playing in the game was actually running the game. Oh, that, that's that's a good spoiler. So you find that out in like the last couple minutes because the main character who won, he gets called up and he meets this, this old guy who was in the game. It's like, hey, I was running the game. I'm the one who fronted the money. It's my game. 
Hmm. I think he like died like right after that. But like, you know, the squid game's going to go on. And, and I think the guy's trying to stop the squid games now. Okay. But yeah. So like, happening. so like the, the, the last surviving character yeah. would be the only like returning person for season two. Right. Yeah. And I mean, unless everyone who got shot and uh, blown up and everyone else who, <laughs> unless they somehow survived. Uh, right. Right. So, I mean, again, but th- th- that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, you could, you just bring in a bunch of new people, but I mean, you're, I, what I really think is, like you said, it was supposed to be a one and done. They're going to try to recapture it's because lightning it in a got bottle. So big, yeah, and they won't. It won't. It, it, I mean, it would be yeah. very challenging for them to make a season two that isn't anywhere as popular as season one was. Yeah, no, it's I mean, it's it's like I, the Matrix, hopeful, right? Yeah, Matrix exactly. one was great. It's exactly, they didn't need two and three, and they were not as good, even though they were okay. And then twenty years later, they made a four. Yeah, in in, in ten year, ten fifteen years, get the calamari games. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to isolate that, make that a drop. Calamari games. Um, Disenchantment is getting a, a season four. Did you yeah. watch any of Disenchantment? My girlfriend loves that show. It's like a like a mystical Futurama. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I I watched like a few episodes and it was okay, but it wasn't enough to like keep me coming back. But then again, I also haven't watched Futurama in years, and I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. So. I mean, it just it just didn't have the time. It didn't draw me in enough to to hook me. Yeah, but I mean, it was okay. My, my girlfriend like loves it for some reason. She's like a, obsessed with that show. Yeah, well, it's gonna get a season four, or part four. Well, when I tell her that, she'll be very excited. Yeah. Let's uh, let's jump over to Hulu. Over on Hulu, looks like uh, Attack on Titan is still still going. Do you, yes, I mean, so- it's in the the so part season four was split into basically 4A and 4B. Mm-hmm. 4B just started coming out in Japan. I don't know if it's here in America yet. So they but... just basically bring it over, they dub it, and then it's Attack on Titan. Like, it's the same. There's nothing different for the American version. I don't know if the, I don't know how quickly they're dubbing it, but I know the sub is pretty quick. Like, there is an app I have for anime called Crunchyroll. Um, you've probably heard of it. People have heard of it. Yep. And they get the subs very like the same day they get in Japan. So the same day it's released in Japan, they get it on the app. So if you wanted to read, then you could have that. Oh yeah, that too. I, I don't I, I think the voice acting in the subs is a lot better personally. I tend to enjoy it more. I, I feel like there's more like emotion in the natural like way it's meant to be like listened to, if that makes any sense. Like like the crying and like the anger, like I feel like all the emotions are so much better portrayed from the Japanese voice actors than the Amer- the English voice actors. Not to say that the English voice actors don't do well, it's that the Japanese voice actors do amazing. Yeah, I feel like that's a common that's a common criticism or at least comment about foreign language. Anything is yes. that you should watch it in the original and read the subtitles because you're going to get yes the the, the like, most authentic acting one of my favorite anime of all time is like it was 150 episodes i started watching it in english and it was great and i loved it and then i switched like halfway through because my friend was like dude trust me listen to the subtitled one it's a lot better and it's like all right let's see like how good it really is and it was so much better and enhanced the story so much more that i wanted to go back and like see what i had missed in the original language it was so good. Yeah. Like the, 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 I don't know what they do with those Japanese voice actors. And a lot of them are actually women, which is kind of funny, but they really, really portray like 
like the everything so well in the characters it's fantastic uh what about uh what about one punch man what about it i mean that's that's more anime right that's considered anime and it's a web comic and it's also an anime i know season one i watched season one it was phenomenal season two um the animation kind of dropped off for me i felt like there's a lot more of a, a thing that animes kind of fall into is they'll recycle the same animation a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And once or twice is fine, but it, it became kind of more like, okay, I feel like I've seen this before. Oh, I have. Like if like season two didn't have the same budget, I feel like that season one had. Season one was very much like that Dragon Ball Z where it's like, I punch a guy and you see him fly through the buildings and he's tumbling and things are exploding. Whereas like this time it's like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> you, you, the the the, the, the Instagram live is really see. getting getting their money's worth this, the, on this one. The audio guys can't see, but I'm doing the same punch three times because that's what they did. Um, well, so that's that's been a common money saving device in animation ever since the beginning, right? You remember the Flintstones? Like they're it's a walk and talk. The characters are walking, but the background is just like literally the same background, just yeah. scrolling by, scrolling by, scrolling by. And I mean, hey. I grew up with Voltron and He-Man and every single episode, sometimes twice in the same episode, there would be the transformation sequence, a uh, battle of the planets. One of my all time favorites as they formed the world one pyramid. It's the same exact animation. It's the same exact sounds and they would, but okay, it's time to turn into Voltron. And so then boom, there's, you know, two minutes of, uh, of animation out of a 20 minute show that they didn't have to pay for, and they reused it every single week, every single episode. So, you know, it, I mean, they've been doing that for long before you and I were around, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the article about One Punch Man, I like just, whenever it's just you and me, I like to talk anime, because I know you know some of it. So, I guess there was an emotional reunion between uh, Sayatama and Janos. I don't know who any of those people are. Oh, so. okay. I mean, like I said, I, I kind of dropped off on it. My friend's been telling me to watch season two, because it's still okay. I haven't done it because season one was actually really good. I always recommend if you're going to watch it's, it's not in, it's not too in depth. It's not like real, like deep into anything. Season one of one punch, one punch man. It's great. It's a guy who wins every fight in one punch. That's why it's called one punch man. And he's just like looking to fight someone who's on his level. And it's just funny. And it's, it's not super serious. It's just, he just is he, that strong. Like, like he gets stronger serious with it. Does he get stronger he depending on who he's be. fighting? Or he just he's he just that strong? He's just already the best. He's already the best. And it's just funny because he's like, oh, I need to go food shopping later. And then a villain will show up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he'll beat the villain and be like, oh, the sales for the lobster ended yesterday. <laughs> and then his sidekick would be like, wait, if we go now, we might be able to catch them. It's like, all right, let's go. So the fight isn't the problem because he's going to win every fight in one punch. It's his like, normal like life the, problems. The enemy, I forgot to do yeah. my laundry kind of problems. Like the enemy will have all this like backstory. Like I was grown in the lab and I'm, the, I was made to destroy the world. And he'll just like punch him. And he's, he's dead. <laughs> like, all right. Um, I'm going to go home now. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to check that screen. out. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is on Hulu? Um, Again, I'm watching rewatching Gallivant. That's what I put on the uh, the bonus show the last uh, two weeks. Just doing been? one episode. You know, so the first episode. I mean, so I watched the first season when it was on, and I remember liking it. But then when I watched the rewatched the first episode to do this rewatch based on the article that said, "Hey, you know, Gallivant was really good." I was like, the first episode didn't catch me. Second episode yeah. was a little bit better. Um, 
you know, so so I'm just I'm interested to see how it goes. And I heard that it has like a satisfying ending at the end of season two. So either way, I'm going to go through it. I like musicals. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it. It's definitely got a a Knight's Tale musical mm-hmm. feel to it. Uh, and again, it's a comedy, so it's funny, and it's just a half-hour episode, so it's pretty easy. Um, speaking of comedies on how I on uh, Hulu, How I Met Your Father came out. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? I, I never got into it. It my friend in high school was like super into the the show, and he loved it. I always thought it was just like it just never caught me the comedy of the show. I'm not saying it's bad. It just never like really like pulled me in. And now like How I Met Your Father is like. I think it's like the same, it's the same universe, but I don't think it's the same characters. I think it's like kind of like completely on the side now, like a, like a parallel show, I think. Yeah. I mean, to put in a, a mild spoiler for the first episode of How I Met Your Father is basically um, it's Hillary Duff is the Ted character, right? She's the main character telling her story of how, how she met the kid's father. And in the future, it's, um, oh shoot, it's Samantha from, uh, Sex in the City, the the huh. old I can't remember her her name. Um, shoot, I can't think of her name. Anyway, um, um the one the one who says look at her horse. No, not the one who looks not not Sarah Jessica Parker. It it's oh. um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean I knew when you said the one that looks like a horse, I knew which one you were talking about. So um, but anyway, it, it's so the the tie in is that it's you know a group of friends they're going to be hanging out in a bar they'll probably use the same format where it jumps forward and backwards in time a lot where there's a lot of flashbacks um and then the only other tie in is that some of the characters rented their apartment that are bought bought the apartment and it's the former apartment that two characters from how i met your mother lived in so it's the same okay. it's going to be the same apartment that's, that's the that's the bit right that's phenomenal so but yeah, hey guys, so, we just ha- we just run in this apartment. It's fantastic. Right. I mean, you know, it would almost be like if you had a if you had a series that takes place in New York and it's Jerry's apartment from Seinfeld or the Friends apartment. From, here's the new people that moved in after you, you know Jerry moved out or after Monica I'm and say you never know. did that show. Which one? Like in a a show using the Seinfeld apartment. Just based off that, I could t- I, I guarantee they could get at least a season out of it. <laughs> it's just called Seinfeld's apartment. <laughs> And it's just stuff that happens in there. It's totally boring. It's not not funny people at all. It's just boring stuff that happens. An old woman and a cat. <laughs> or, or again, if you're doing that, then you bring back Kramer still lives across the hall, and it's some new, you know, whoever the new neighbor is. Uh, I don't know. But so, yeah, we watched the first couple episodes of How I Met Your Father, and it's not, it's not terrible, but it's not great so far. So um, what is looking good at over on Prime, uh, The Boys is coming back June 3rd. So very excited. So gonna get excited for that, and then upload season two is coming out soon. Uh, they finally finished that. Did you watch upload at the beginning of the pandemic? Are you familiar no. with it? So no. it's a, you know, right before you die, you can upload your consciousness into, the you know the the virtual world, and then continue to live on in in a virtual environment. And then it's a very much a story of the haves and the have-nots, right? Because if you're rich, you live a great life in, in this digital world. But if you're poor, you run out of data, and then you freeze until you, the next month. So, like, there are literally people in the virtual world that are just, like, just sitting there frozen because they're out of data. And then at the beginning of the next month, then they'll come back to life until they run out of data again. So, like, they try Jesus to... Jesus Christ, that's you, horrifying. Yeah, exactly. So, the, it's very Black Mirror-ish, right? It's a Black Mirror, but then kind of a comedy. So it was, it was a decent show. There's even a little bit of a mystery that goes along with it. So uh, we watched season, like, at the very beginning of the pandemic, when we thought we were going to be sitting in the house just for two weeks, we watched 
Tiger King, and Upload. And we've been waiting for a second season of Upload because it was pretty good. Did you watch the second season Tiger King? I did not yet. Did you watch did you watch the first season? Did you watch Tiger King at all? I did, and I saw a bit of the second season. I mean, is it worth watching or does it not doesn't have what the first season had? No, it doesn't, because it's just basically like what's happened since Tiger King came out. Yeah. So so, so like it's fine. Like I watched a bit of it. I'm gonna finish it just because like I half enjoyed I enjoyed Tiger King enough. That tangential Tiger King will make me like giggle a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of on the list, but we haven't watched it. Uh, and then I do want to watch the the Tiger King movie called uh, Joe versus Carol, right? That's got <laughs> that's got uh, Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live is playing Carol Baskin. So I'm just yeah, interested because I just want to see more about her killing her husband because we all know she did. Yes. Kyle oh, McLaughlin yeah. even is in is in this one, so I'll be interested yeah. to watch did that. Did you uh, catch? Did you start watching Cobra Kai yet? I have not had time. I've, I've only seen season, season one. four of that. Yeah. I also finished season two of Witcher. How was season two? Uh, season two was awesome. Uh, I like where we're heading. I like everything we're leading into. It's, it was really good. Is and, season two a transition season? I I don't want to say that. I feel like it's more of a just like, um, like I feel like season one was definitely like a setup season. Season two felt like a, like I like I felt like a story season. Like I I didn't feel like it was transitioning us into anything. I felt like it was just more of a like, here's where everyone's at, here's what we're looking at, and like we'll see you next season. Okay. Like it, it didn't feel to me like I was like, like a filler season where it's just like getting people in their positions to start the next season. Like it felt much like a like a like an important season. You know what I mean? Okay. No, I mean that that's fine. I like I'm 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 enjoying it, but again, I don't know the normal Witcher story, right? So I don't know if, yeah. you know, like if there were see if there's different books or different games that it's going to be because it was based on books originally, right? There were books and then the games came out and then now the show's out. Yes, but the the shows the are based on like the, 80s. the books though, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh let's see. I know we, we're we're running a little long here, so I won't hit all of these. I'll save some for when Kev's back. But over on HBO, I guess they cast uh, Storm Reed as Riley for for the Last of Us series. Oh, Storm Reed! Now you you said you said Last of Us had some controversy about it, right? Are you excited for yeah. the the series, or you do do you not care? Uh, I I guess I I how it is. I am excited. Because the last post is a great story. I hope that we can um, let the controversy of what was last of us to leave it aside for now. Enjoy this for what it is. I'm excited for what the story could be. Um, the big casting for me is if and when we get a Joel casted, because I feel like Joel was definitely like, yeah, uh, Riley's important. But I mean, having Joel there as like he's like the dad figure mm -hmm. he is so important to the story he is the reason that the story happened for season for the second last of us too so right. whoever that character the actor is needs to be fucking spot on because right. like it, it, he has to live up to such a great performance in the video game obviously okay what about peacemaker did you have you had a chance to watch any of it my friend has told me it is fantastic. I think I've it looks only good. I've heard great things. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I, I want to see it. I look forward to it. Again, I, we, I mentioned earlier, we said that, like, like The Rock and Vin Diesel seem like kind of good guys. So does John yeah. Cena. He seems like he's a nice guy, a fun, like he would be fun to hang out with. And and he's embracing this 
kind of goofiness, right? Like, you know, you, oh, yeah. like the parts that he's played are not, you can't take them seriously, right? And I think that he's embracing that and moving forward with these characters then makes I it fun. I think since Suicide Squad has come out, he has not stepped out of the house unless it's in the, the Peacemaker uh, <laughs> outfit. Because I feel like every time I see him interviewing for anything, he's in the outfit, recently at least. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. He's doing and he's doing like good marketing. I heard like at, I think it was the the San Diego Comic Con light one that they did around yeah. Thanksgiving. I heard he showed up there. Like that was that was a an event like you would expect at normal Comic Con, right? The big star of the show is there and yeah. like meeting and interacting with the, the fans. Like I feel I heard that that was like the only big event like that at Comic Con mm-hmm. was John Cena. So. Uh, let's see, I guess, uh, we can, we can kind of come towards the end where we're and wrap this up. Hold on. I've got one more production. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but I'm going to play it. So hold on. Oh, not that one. Geek stuff. stuff. Convention news. Um, so toy fair was canceled because of COVID this year. Toy fair 2022. Toy fair got canceled. When is that supposed to be? Uh, I feel like it already would have happened, um, at this point. Let me look yeah. and see when it was. I thought it was later in the year, like more in the March, May range. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong, though. So if, I don't know. If Kev was in New York, he, that would be one he would definitely attend, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be but, February 19th through the 22nd. So okay. and, and so so he would not have been, I'm assuming that he wasn't going to go back had it been on. Yeah, but, I don't think so. But but it's, it's a shame that it's uh, canceled. That. Toy Fair is always cool because seeing, you know, the, the leaked photos uh, of all the cool stuff. I don't, it's a leak, but you know what I mean? Like seeing just the photos of like the toys coming for the years, just always awesome. All the uh, Power Rangers stuff that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. <sighs> it's horrible. I'm getting adult money very soon. That's Yeah, so now, now you can you can play that clip and says, um, I'm an adult. I have a job and I make money and I use that money to buy childish things like this. Hold up whatever yeah. collectible you wish. But um, no, I mean, I don't know. Cause it's funny as someone who's on this show now, like I'm figuring out like, okay, I'm going to be getting this money. What is my wheelhouse? Like what are going to be my wheelhouse? <laughs> what is going to be my thing? Like, yeah, the power Rangers for sure. But like, do I need like a star Wars wheelhouse or something I like? Like I'm like drafting peep like characters from Star Wars. It's like, okay, this could be my Star Wars wheelhouse. I already have I already have one of the books. I didn't want to say it in front of Kev because he might have gotten upset. Um <laughs> which one is that? Tuscan Raiders. Oh I for some reason love Tuscan Raiders. I, I think And the, I can army build Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, I think it's just Tuscans. I think that Raiders is derogatory, assuming that they were just uh, mindless oh, raiders. On. I think they are officially Tuscans now. Now that we have seen okay, the fine. other side I'll, of them, I'll collect Tuscans. <laughs> yeah, no, again though, in Star Wars, the the like the action figure called it a Tuscan Raider, right? Yeah. But again, even so, a Tuscan Raider, like uh, you know, like the football team, the Raiders, right? That those were pirates. Those were, you know, that that's a certain Please. kind of person. But not all Tuscans are Raiders, right? There are Raiders okay. who are Tuscan, but not all ra- not all Tuscans are Raiders. That's what I would say. Um. But I and I would my advice would be, uh, you don't need to choose a wheelhouse. Your wheelhouse will choose you. There will be things that you feel like you need to buy, and you know what? If you work hard for the money, 
spend the money on stuff that makes you happy, but don't go looking for, you don't need to look for something to spend money on. It will find you just, just fine on its own. I'll be like Kev, just have sideshow open at all times. <laughs> right. You've got, yeah, you've got like alerts on your phone for sideshow news. Um, there's a couple- after this program, after this program, I want to run something by you as a little, I want to see what you, your thoughts on something actually. All right. Um, let's see. Let's 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 wrap up with some video game news, and then we can then we can bring this show to a close. Um, did you see Microsoft is buying Blizzard for almost sixty nine billion dollars? Yeah, it was. It's like was it sixty nine or was it like seventy? I thought it was like seventy four. I could be wrong. I though. saw sixty eight point seven in the article, but again, it, that okay. number may have been revised. Uh, I just I know they bought I know they bought Blizzard for amount for an amount that they could buy a PlayStation for. Hmm. <laughs> So like they spent a lot of money and it's funny seeing the memes over the weekend when that happened of like Thanos collecting all of the infinity stones and it's just my Bill Gates face over it with just like <laughs> Blizzard, Bethesda, like all the things they have now. Yeah, all those properties. And- the the consolidation of intellectual property among these giant corporations is is ridiculous. Aren't there blockbuster laws to stop some of this from happening? Is that um, a thing? I mean, I yeah, I learned it, about that in social studies. Yeah, they would be called antitrust laws, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, big big acquisitions like this do have to go through some tests to make sure that they're not going to, you know, become a monopoly um, and and hinder um, competition. So you're right. I, I mean. But also the other thing that comes along with Microsoft buying Activision and Blizzard is is all the lawsuits that come along with Activision, right? Activision is definitely a tainted property right now, and so they're going to have to be paying off the um, whatever. When those lawsuits finally come to fruition, they're going to be probably doing some payouts, so that must be factored in there too. Is is essentially it'll become, you know, the Activision name can even go away potentially, and it's just going to be Microsoft, right? And maybe they can get rid of some of the stink of the uh, toxic environment over at Activision. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah. quickly we just like wipe it away with Microsoft. Like just, 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 just wipe off that Activision slap Microsoft on it. It's yeah. okay. I mean, it's so weird though. It's like that, that they, so like, for example, when you think of star Wars, do you think, do you think that it's Disney's star Wars or do you think star Wars, you know, does it maintain its identity or is it just, it's just a Disney property? For me, it's it's a Disney property now, but I know, like, I mean, my entire life up until a couple of years ago, it was its own separate entity, you know, that had a ride at Disney World that was like, oh, cool, a little Star Wars ride. Right. But, you know, like, it was its own separate thing. It was independent. It was playing uh, shows on Cartoon Network, which is definitely not owned by Disney. So, right. like, it's its own separate thing, and it had its own separate places. And now, you know, Disney bought it, and then same thing for fucking Marvel. I didn't think like, oh, Disney's Marvel. You know what I mean? I always thought of Marvel. Yeah, well, I Marvel saw I saw a thing talking about a comic book, right? So Marvel had the rights to Star Wars comics, right? Yeah. So now it's like it's Disney's Marvel's Star Wars's Boba Fett comic book, or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? It's like, at, at what point does it stop being Marvel? And become Disney's comics, right? Disney owns Marvel Comics. Disney owns Marvel Studios. What does it ever just stop being Marvel Studios and just become Disney? Or do you need to keep? I mean, I think you need to keep the name because of the 
everything that goes with it. But at the but it's it's not separate from Disney. You know, the decisions around everything that happens in Marvel are passing through the Disney executives, right? So so the same thing is going to happen, right? You know, the decisions from Blizzard, the decisions from Activision, it's all under the parent company of Microsoft now. So is that going to change the direction of the company, the decisions that are being made? I, you know. It's crazy to think, like, we're here now talking about this literally two years from now. Who the hell knows what the scape, like, what the scale of all of this could be if, like, AT&T, if Disney buys, like, AT&T for no reason, it's like, what the hell does that mean? Like. (laughs) Like literally, we don't know. It's so but funny. No one, I I could have never seen Microsoft buying Blizzard being possible. Like even last week. Yeah. Well, so if you go back in time, right to the beginning of the internet craze, AOL, right, America Online became this giant thing, and America Online had so much internet money that they bought Time Warner, right. So Time Magazine, right, this publishing company and Warner Brothers Films and AOL, this new upstart internet company, bought them because they had so much money because of the tech boom, right? So it was AOL Time Warner, all right? I mean, right? So some of those things have been sold off and separated because AOL crashed and burned. But, I mean, and and honestly, it wasn't a good thing because I remember prior to the AOL Time Warner merger, there wasn't a lot of merch yet. You know, this was before the big nerd explosion also. But the Batman stuff that I could buy from Warner Brothers, that Warner Brothers had a store like in the mall, like the Warner Brothers store. And the stuff that you could get there was really high quality and nice. And then when AOL Time Warner became a thing, they like licensed it all out to like anybody. And like the, the quantity of stuff increased, but the quality just sank. Right, there was yeah. tons more Batman stuff, but most of it was crap. Right, so I mean, again, you know, these mergers, and then they just say, "Well, how can we squeeze more money out of this property that we own now?" Right, it's not always a good thing. So, you know, the quality of the games could go down, or they or they could license out the the name of these different games, and they you could start seeing this crappy merchandise with you know what Blizz, Blizzard owns, like WoW, right? What else is under Blizzard? So, like, some other big names, big, like, video game things, like Crash Bandicoot is a big video game series that Microsoft got. Spyro the Dragon, another big video game series that Microsoft got. Um, I think they got Bethesda, maybe, individually, who they do, like, Elder Scrolls and Skyrim and Fallout and stuff. Yeah. I think they got them. I mean, so, so it could either help resurrect some of those, help bring them back, or it could... It could you know, make the quality go down, right? If they, if they, if they don't handle it Every right. video game had a microtransaction in it. Right, exactly. I mean, that you know that's part of it, right? And they all yeah. do. Don't they all have microtransactions now? No, but Microsoft is big on it. It's just be, It just got so much worse. Exclusive now, only buy skin. You can only get it now, 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 now. Don't get now, FOMO, buy it now. Please do it, buy it now. Exclusive. <laughs> um. Did they get rid of the the loot boxes, right? Which was essentially gambling for kids. Um, in some aspects, they're gone. Uh, some games still have them, I think. Mm. But I feel like I feel like the um, like the court. I feel like they lost the court case that it was basically too much like gambling for kids. 
anyway, uh, you know, we'll see where the uh, Microsoft goes, and uh, we'll save some of the Fortnite talk for next week because I know Kev's been playing Fortnite and uh, beating the shit out of little children in Fortnite. So, um, why don't we just wrap it up? And do the plugs, right? So you can find Mr. Kev. I think he is BK Geek Stuff on Xbox. And uh, let's see. It's BK Geek Stuff on some of them. And then it's Big Kev GS on others. So look for those two things and you might find them. You can find me as Piday Scott on uh, Twitter and Piday Scott one over on Instagram. Be sure that you are following the show on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Geek Stuff TNG, and all of those places. And uh, support us over on the Patreon where you get to watch the live show. You can uh, join in on the Discord server. You can get the bonus shows. You can get the early bird special. you got lots of different options on the, the Patreon, so check us out. It is patreon.com slash geekstufftng. And then, uh, Mr. Sandwich, would you like to give your social medias? You can find me on Instagram and Xbox One, in theory, at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And with that, Mr. Sandwich, on behalf of Big Kev, we will wrap up this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 667, the one we're calling Satan Plus One, the way we end some shows by saying, Good night. Tick not Han. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Heaven can wait. I'm a band of angels wrapped up in my heart. Come down here just to sing for me And the melody's gonna make me fly Without pain, without fear Give me all of your dreams and Let me go along on your
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> 